As we begin the second to last parak, the second to last chapter of the Masechta. And uh, really the topic here changes uh, from Yibam and Yivamos and uh, types of marriages to a topic that we had earlier, uh, which was the topic of what is necessary, how much evidence do we need to prove that uh, the husband passed away. Uh, there's different scenarios where either they're traveling from, they were traveling and somebody comes back and says, we know that the husband died. What could you rely upon? Uh, this is something that we've discussed uh, in a previous parak, in a previous chapter. And the last two chapters are devoted, <coughs> excuse me, to a similar topic, uh, to a topic that relates to uh, issues that were surrounding around 9-11 about, uh, unfortunately, very t- tragic, terrible scenarios uh, where they were stuck in the in the towers and you need proof that the husband died. Otherwise, she cannot get married because we, if we don't have sufficient proof, so then she's still married, halakhically, and then she cannot get married to anybody else. So what is necessary, what is not necessary, this will come up in this parak. As we discussed in the earlier parak, in the earlier chapter, um, in general, we need two Adam. We need two witnesses in order to um, change our status quo. Um, and you need two witnesses in general for proof. Um, however, we were lenient when it comes to specifically this uh, type of a situation to have one witness, not even not just one witness, but one witness who in general, they might be disqualified to testify in court. Here, they would be accepted. And the reason for this is uh, twofold, uh, or maybe even three, that uh, number one, uh, this is something, this is a, a, a form of testimony, which is Milsa Davide Ligluye, which if they're actually lying, so then we we have we could have full proof. The, the husband could come back and show up, and that's uh, that's the best proof that you could have that the witnesses are lying, and so therefore uh, they're, they're most likely telling the truth that they saw that the husband died uh, because the husband could just show up at any point in time to disprove them. So that is reason number one. Uh, however, the Gemara also says that uh, part of this is probably uh, a combination with the fact that there's all these stringencies. We, we, we have all these stringencies that what happens if she now marries somebody else, the husband returns, then we have all these different uh, repercussions and ramifications where the children that she has uh, are mamzerim and a lot of other repercussions that, that come about uh, if the husband does return. And it really, it, it's, uh, she has to get divorced from both of them. And uh, because of that, we say that she's really going to look into the matter, that it's not just purely dependent upon the one witness, but she has to uh, do her own research and look into it. And because of that, also, we will be lenient to, to allow for one witness. And the Gemara says that the reason why we are lenient in all of these cases is really because the rabbis really wanted to try to go out of their way to make sure that uh, they could be lenient specifically in this case where uh, if we require two witnesses, so then she can, it's possible that she'll remain in Aguna. She won't be able to get married ever again if we are not lenient. And so therefore... Uh, they created these different leniencies in order for us to trust and rely upon this one witness. 
The opening Mishnah discusses not just where you have one witness, but it's the wife herself who is testifying. Do we believe the wife herself to say that she saw her husband die? So the Mishnah says, the opening Mishnah says, A woman who, uh, they were traveling, and she comes back, and if it's a time of peace, we'll see exactly what's going on here in the Gemara, uh, but if uh, there's, we don't, see any marriage issues the Gemara will exactly define what would be viewed as a, as a marriage issue uh, but that's for much later on uh, and there's also peace in the world again the Gemara will discuss what does it mean that there isn't peace in the world but basically your your status quo situation uh, where things are going okay she comes and she says that her husband died She's we trust her we believe her this is on her now um, and we, because of the fact that uh, the husband, uh, as we mentioned before, the husband could show up at any point in time, she had, does proper research, and we did this so that we're lenient because we want to make sure she has the ability to get married. She says her husband died. She's allowed to get married. If also it's the scenario where they don't have any children, so then she's also allowed to do yibam. Uh, she would be allowed to do yibam if she testifies that her husband died. However, However, if she comes uh, during a time of war and she says that her husband died, we do not believe her. The Gemara will explain. The reason why we do not believe her is because, uh, this is the explanation according to, to most of the uh, Rishonim, most of the earlier commentators, is because she was there at war. He was fighting in war. And because at the time of war, so it's uh, it's a time where they're they're shooting and uh, it's a dangerous situation, and we are concerned that she's going to think that he died, but she's also running for her life, and she's not going to know with certainty, but uh, she'll assume that he died for whatever reason, either because other people around him have died, uh, or because she saw that he got hit, uh, but she doesn't know with certainty because it's a very dangerous situation. She's running away for her own life, and so we're concerned that uh, not that she's lying outright necessarily, but that she's coming, drawing certain conclusions without actually witnessing the fact that her husband died. So therefore we won't trust her. Um, uh, and also, and in the case where they are having, uh, where they are having uh, marital issues and fights, and the Gemara says where she, we know that she, it's known that she lied in the past about the fact that she said that she was divorced, uh, when in fact uh, she wasn't divorced, so we don't trust her. There, it's a concern that she's actually going to lie straight up. Even though it's pretty difficult to lie about this, the husband could return at any point in time. If she were to lie and say, oh, my husband died, and then he shows up the next day, uh, she's found to be an outright liar. E- even so, uh, because we know that she w- that she's lied in the past, so we don't trust her to say that her husband uh, passed away. Because she lied in the past about the fact that she said that they got divorced, when in fact we know that they did not get divorced. That's, that's what the Gemara will explain, as we will see in uh, the coming... Recordings. Rabbi Yehuda, so that's all according to the first opinion. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, La'olam in Nemenes, Alimkin, Basa Bocha, Ubegada, Kruin. Rabbi Yehuda argues. Rabbi Yehuda says, We do not believe her. We do not believe the wife herself unless uh, she's actually coming to us and crying with her clothing ripped and that you could tell that she, that she means it because she's crying over the fact that her husband passed away. But without that, we do not trust her, and that's uh, an opinion that we will discuss uh, later on. And Amrulo Achazu Achazu However, the first opinion defends themselves and says, "No, it doesn't make a difference whether or not uh, she's crying, and it's uh, clear that uh, she's 
pained by this, or whether she's not crying and she's just testifying in front of court, we still believe her. We believe her as long as uh, it's peace. There's peace in the world, uh, meaning that it wasn't during, during a time where the husband was uh, in the in, at war and he, and she was also there. And also, as long as it wasn't a time period where they were fighting with each other. So if it's just regular status quo, so then she is believed. Rabbi Huda argues uh, and says that no, she has to be crying in front of us. But the first opinion says no, she's she she is believed. So let's start the Gemara. The Gemara says Tana Shalom bein Alvina Mishum. The reason why the opening statement to the Mishnah is that we're talking about a case where there's peace in the world and peace in their home is because it's contrasting it to the other cases where uh, they there are they're having marriage they're they're having fights in their marriage and she's lying about the fact that in the past about the fact that they got divorced now she's coming and telling us that her husband died uh, or in a case where there's war. Uh, so in the, both of those cases, it's really to contrast those cases where in those cases she would not, in fact, be believed. Okay, so the Gemara wants to know, why is it that in war you aren't, she's not believed? This is something that we mentioned when we uh, explained the Mishnah. Amarava, my time at the Melchama. Why is it that when it comes to war, she's not, she's not believed? Mishim da Amra, because we're concerned that she's saying this, because this is something which she doesn't know with certainty. She's testifying that her husband died, but it could be that it's just certain conclusions that she, that she drew from being there, from being on 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 the battlefield. Because she's going to think that all these other people that are around him are dying, and he's going to survive. How could it be that he survived? And even if you want to say that she really wants, she's going to stick around to know with certainty until he died. Zimnin demachale begira, or until he gets hit, begira oberomcha besavra vade mes vekadavid sitimari vechaya. Even if she sticks around and waits until uh, to see whether or not uh, he gets shot, it could be that he gets shot, and she's also running for her life, and uh, she thinks that the, the type of that he she saw the hit must be that he didn't survive, but it, it's possible to be healed. It's possible to be healed even if even if he got shot. It's different because she's also. Um, running away, and she can't stay there till the very end. We're concerned that she's going to draw certain conclusions. So, so she'll testify that he died, and she'll think that he died, but in fact, he didn't necessarily die. Okay, so the Gemara now will discuss not just times of war, but also other times where perhaps um, is it similar to war? Is it not similar to war? Um, uh, is she also running away, and so therefore she can't uh, stick around forever? Uh, we'll discuss different cases. The first case is a hunger. Rava thought initially to say that if she testifies and says that her husband died out of hunger, that she's believed because it's not similar to a case of war. But then Rava changed his mind based on a certain situation that he personally had. Hadam Rava, these are all tragic situations. Rava then said, Rava He says, no, uh, hunger is just like a war and she's not believed. Why? There was a woman who came in front of Rava she said, my husband died out of hunger. And he said to her, Amrla, and so she was trying, sort of trying to, to trick her, and, and he said to her, So he said, tells her, it was good for you, right, she's testifying that, that she saw that her husband died out of hunger, and so obviously, or not obviously, but she was also in a state of hunger, and so he says to her, good for you that you, you left, uh, because you were also starving, 
and that you left him because with the little amount of food that he had left, nobody survives with that little amount of food that he, that he had left. And so you ran, you ran off so that you'd be able to survive. So good for you for doing that. So she responds back, So she says back to him, he says, Ah, you also see that with such little food, it's impossible to survive. We're on the same page here. You also know that uh, you can't survive with just little food. So he sort of tricked her into admitting the fact that she didn't actually see him die. She saw that uh, it was very difficult for him and he had very little left. And so she ran off. And so based on that, Hadam Rava, Ravan, Gria So Rava ends up saying that, you know what? To be in a state of hunger is actually worse than a, t- than a time of war. Why? How's it worse than war? Again, all these reasons is because we're concerned that she's going to come to a certain conclusion because she has to run away. In time of war, she has to run away from the battlefield. Uh, during hunger, she has to run to save her own life to, so that she's able to find food. She's going to leave, leave her husband there, but uh, not not you know a tragic scenario where he's dying out of hunger. He's not dead yet, and so she might have left him, and so that's not, not good enough proof. So why is hunger worse than war? During times of war, if she testifies that he died in the battlefield, so she's not believed because she's also running. But if she testifies and says, you know what, he died um, on his uh, on a bed, uh, perhaps that means even if it's during times of war, but uh, they brought him back uh, to the hospital, let's say, and he died in his bed, so then she is believed. She's believed to say that she's not running away from anything, so she's believed. But when it comes to hunger, that uh, you're only believed once you say that you actually buried When it comes to hunger, it's not enough to say that you saw that he died. You also have to say that you buried him. Until you say that you buried him, so then you're not believed because we're concerned that maybe uh, you ran off to save yourself, uh, even if you claimed and you testified that he actually died. Okay, so that's one of, that's the case with regards to hunger. A few more cases. Mapoles, what happens if a building falls? Uh, the building is falling on the two of them. You know, again, this is terrible scenarios, which unfortunately have come up. Mapoles, hareu kumuchama. It's equivalent to, to war where she's not believed. Dhamma bidhidami, because they're both running for their lives uh, during when the when this wall, when this building is falling down. And so she's going to make this claim. It says, I saw that the building fell on him when... She's running also, so it's hard for her to know with certainty that he actually died. Also, and also if there's snakes and scorpions that are attacking them, and they she runs off and, and he's nowhere to be seen. So the Amr Bididami. So there too we say Bididami that she's uh, she 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 subconsciously is we're not we're accusing her of lying, but uh, she thinks that her husband died when in fact it's possible that he survived. Finally, the last case is the case of Dever. Dever is uh, pestilence. It's, it's, uh, there's uh, a plague. There's a plague going around in that area. Um, and so, Amrila Hareu Kamachama. Amrila Inakamachama. Some say that it's equivalent to war, where she's not believed, and others say, though, she is in fact believed. Amrila Hareu Kamachama. Some say that it's like war. The Amri Because we're concerned that uh, she's trying also to get out of this plague. And so, therefore, um, she is going to be lying, not not sorry, not lying, but she's uh, going to come to certain conclusions, uh, not intentionally. Some say that no, we do trust her to say that her husband died. No, some say that she's she's telling the truth. It has to be that she's telling the truth. Why? Because people say that uh, there could be a, there could be a plague for seven years, 
And it could be that a person doesn't die before his time. So uh, it's known that uh, people could avoid harm and therefore she will only testify to say that her husband died if she knows with certainty that her husband died because she knows that people sometimes do survive. And as such, she, she won't testify just right away after she sees that her husband is sick. Uh, she'll wait because people do survive. And so therefore, if she testifies that her husband died, she must be telling the truth. And it's not something which uh, she's drawing to certain conclusions. Um, so those are all different cases and scenarios where uh, we might be concerned, we may not be concerned of the fact that she's coming to certain conclusions without knowing all the facts. So during times of war, if a building is falling down, there's hunger, uh, snakes and scorpions, we won't believe her. When it comes to a plague, so there's different opinions as to whether or not we will believe her. Okay, we will continue this discussion. Again, obviously, it's unfortunate, but uh, this has happened in the past. This has happened in the recent past. Uh, there have been many questions, and um, the answers to these questions come up from these coming pages. It comes up from these coming pages of uh, the Gemara in Yavamos. So we'll continue uh, with this Gemara in the next recording.